Well, welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Cale Boer. I'm the teaching pastor at the Delaware campus. And uh, this past Sunday, we kicked off a brand new series uh, that we're calling Exiles. We're looking at the first six chapters of the book of Daniel and really sort of the life of, of Daniel. And uh, here in the Drivecast, we're just continuing to follow along with that. And we're going to be uh, kind of daily looking over different passages from those chapters. But uh, we're in Daniel chapter 1, verses 5 through 8 today. And I'll just read them to you. It says, uh, the king assigned them, them being Daniel, so Daniel and his friends, uh, three of his friends, they've been exiled from, taken out of Israel, uh, out of Judah, and uh, because uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has uh, o- kind of overthrown Judah, and uh, he is bringing some of the, the best, the cream of the crop out of those places, out of the places he's conquered, and he brings them back to Babylon, and uh, his intention is to you know, kind of re-educate them and make them part of his Babylonian court. So a time of crisis in Judah, a time of crisis in Daniel and his friends' lives, they've now been brought to Babylon. And it says, the king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. And they were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. What's really interesting about this, so I'll probably reference this at times, Alistair Begg wrote a book called Brave by Faith, just a short little book, really almost a kind of collection of sermons in a sense on these chapters. And one of the things he points out in this cha- in chapter one is that they they have suffered being relocated, re-educated, and renamed. These these young men, they're probably teenagers at the time, and they they get relocated, taken out of their hometown, put in Babylon. They get re-educated. They have to learn all about Babylonian astrology and literature and divination and things like that. They, not that they have to practice it, but it seems like they have to learn about some of that stuff. And, and so the Babylonian uh, techniques for, for such things. And they also get renamed. They, they are their names that all of their names honor God somehow, honor Yahweh. And those names are changed to names that honor the gods of the Babylonians. And they suffer through all of that. And yet when it comes to the diet, Daniel says no. You say, why is that, right? It's not about the diet. It's not about it being healthy or unhealthy. It's about really uh, twofold in a sense. One, that food would not have been prepared in accordance with the regulations of the Mosaic law. And two, it is very likely that the meat and the wine, portions of the meat and wine would have first been sacrificed or offered to idols. And so in a sense, they would have been participating in that idolatry. And, and Daniel felt like, man, this puts us in direct disobedience to the Lord. So it's a faithfulness issue. And he says, no, right? We can be relocated. And while that's hard, uh, that doesn't put us in direct disobedience to God. We can be re-educated. We have to sit through, you know, the seminars and the classes that we don't like. And we don't agree with those things. But as long as we're not asked, as long as I don't have to do that and, and uh, participate in things that put me in direct disobedience to God, that's fine. I can, I mean, I can learn about it. And then they're even renamed with names that honor Babylonian gods. And all of that they are willing to suffer through, willing to endure. But when it comes to, you have to eat this food, which is a direct violation 
of their sort of Jewish identity, a direct disobedience to God's law under the old covenant, Daniel is willing, he and his friends are willing to say no. And they stand up for what they believe is right. And as we'll see later on, right, God comes in and intervenes for them, uh, provides for them, and shows them favor. And there's just so many good applications uh, for us. And, and the primary one being, um, there are going to be times that in our lives, in our uh, culture, in the, in the culture in which we live, that we are put in situations that are difficult. In the workplace, in our families, in our friendships, right? Uh, where times where you're maybe asked to do something or put in a situation where you, you don't agree. And, and it can be very difficult to try to discern Right, what Lord, what am I supposed to do here? And I think, you know, one good litmus test is to ask the question, man, does this, does this is this something I'm simply uncomfortable with, or is it something that puts me in direct disobedience to the Lord? And if it if it puts us in direct disobedience to the Lord, um, then that's something we have to go with. What we see in the New Testament when the apostles are brought in and the uh, Jewish leaders say, "Stop preaching the name of Jesus," and they look back at them and they say, "We have to obey God and not man." That, that is our cry, right? We obey God. He is our king and he alone, not you. But there are many other situations in life that sometimes don't feel as black and white as that. And those are times where we need wisdom. And I think the scriptures say, right, if you lack wisdom, ask God and he will give it to you. So ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Lord for courage, right? Courage of conviction. And also let's be gracious with one another. Uh, when we disagree. Sometimes, right, in those wisdom areas, someone might be comfortable with something that, that another believer is not. Uh, and it's not a, not a black and white, this is clearly wrong. It's a, it's a wisdom and how do we apply these things in that particular situation. And I think we should be slow, quick to listen, and slow to become angry, and slow to judge one another for handling something maybe differently uh, than we would. Let me pray for you, and then uh, let me encourage you to take some time to pray for yourself. Heavenly Father, will you teach us uh, from Daniel's life and from the book of Daniel? Uh, we, we live in a culture that's changing quickly. We live in a culture that is increasingly, um, increasingly does not like the things that, that we believe and the things that we teach and oftentimes the things that we say. So give us courage. Uh, Father, give us conviction uh, to stand up when we need to. And also give us wisdom, Father, when we are simply to endure and, and to suffer. Um, but Father, give us wisdom when we need to stand up as Daniel did here and what lines to draw. Uh, Father, help us to represent Christ and to be that city on a hill. We love you. Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take some time now to pray for yourself. <laughs>